The following podcast contains alcohol-enhanced conversations about alcohol, as well as the potential for the discussion about topics of dubious, disturbing, possibly offensive, but usually hilarious interest. The opinions stated herein are solely of the persons making them, and any endorsement of these opinions by any other party is not implied. Foul language is likely, but intolerant viewpoints are not. Listener intoxication is advised. Welcome to our semi-annual Last Call episode, Winter 2021 edition on the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. I'm Scott. And I am Ed. And every six months, we like to take a break from all the drinking and mayhem and reflect back on all the episodes and shorts that we created in the past six months. Except we keep drinking while we do it, so I don't know where the break is. That, that's true. And we probably will also be mayhem. So uh, brag about how many people aren't listening to us all over the world, and then tell you about what's coming up in the next six months. And of course... There will be tangents. But first, like always, Ed's just raring to get us going with some special shout-outs. All right, thanks, Scott. Yeah, so first of all, we thought it'd be nice to um, just give a, a little bit of props to our co-host, yeah. Gabe. Uh, he was on six episodes in shorts. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gabe brings so much to the table. Another person who has been on the show in the past, Christian referred to him as a national treasure the other day. <laughs> With the way he spars. That's right. That's right. With the way he spars with me. We have such great chemistry when we're going at each other. Yeah. And Anders, of course, always very helpful and supportive of the podcast with the uh, multiple weeks in a row for the March Madness, which just came out. Mm -hmm. Of course, he got his jacket and Gabe has a jacket as well. Right. Jeff was on three and uh, always adds something unique to everybody else. Yeah. He has a huge whiskey head. It has in the last year. He's become even more so. Oh my God. I know. He brings delicious stuff every time he comes over and he gives us good ideas for future podcasts. Absolutely. And of course, um, Trevon, the mayor, was on her uh, requisite amount of episodes. Yeah, got her jacket as well. Yes. Yeah, we'll she, talk about that. She got a jacket. Uh, Sue was on one episode, which is never enough for me. I can never have too much Sue. Right. Sue is a, just a delight, and she's always funny. Yeah. Uh, the ladies were on for an episode, Wine Finished in Bourbon Barrels, Shelby, Dre, and Nari. Mm-hmm. And we thank them so much for coming on. A newcomer to the show, Callum. Oi, oi. Oi, oi. Owner of the local eatery and pub in Mount Holly. And he really added a lot to our Beer Finished in Bourbon Barrel episode, along with my son, Mike, who was on for it. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, Doug and Joey from the lounge were on with a tremendous Blanton's episode. If you haven't listened to the <laughs> Japanese Blanton Expression episode, please do. Yeah, we'll definitely get to that in our so, recaps. thank you for all the co-hosts and the guests who came on. Yeah. And really helped add some color and commentary to our podcast. Thank you so much. 
Now, we also had some interviews as we were trying to expand our content and also based on people who shared whiskey with us. Now, particularly with the whiskey that we did, Adam and Nora from Lost Lantern, which is a small and upcoming distillery based in Vermont. Mm. We also had Justin King from MGP oh, yeah. in Indiana talked about how Scott and I wanting one barrel, let's say, to put out our own rye whiskey and Bullet wanting truckloads of rye whiskey, <laughs> gallons, <laughs> oceans, oceans, oceans of rye whiskey to put out, you know, Bullet Rye. And they can accommodate everyone. Right. And then to finish up quickly, Billy from Benash came on to talk about how he works with local distillery to source from MGP to make the famous weeder, which is very big in our area, high proof weeded bourbon. And it was so great having him on. And what a great story we have. Benash Liquors in Cherry Hill, New Jersey is a honey hole of honey holes run by people who love whiskey as much as we do. And uh, we can't wait to have Billy back on. Yeah, if you want to hear any of those interviews, listen to our three-part sourcing whiskeymentary that right. we released in January. Right. And lastly, Steve, a fan of ours from Tampa Bay, sent us Red Drum Bourbon. Yeah. And it was delicious. Yeah, just wanted to give him an extra shout out. Like, yeah. who sends a red random podcast whiskey it's such a crazy great thing that he did and we're so grateful and if anybody else wants to do it please don't hesitate right if you need our address go to whiskey tangent at gmail.com and scott will be happy to give you all the information to send us any whiskey you want to send us we will drink it and we will talk about it and we'll talk about you (laughs) and go ahead scott you have one that you want to do all right so last time i gave a shout out to the person who makes most of the music that we have on the podcast and his name is kevin mcleod you can find him at incompetech.com but for the whiskey madness that just ended right there was a band called nefix that we used last year for our main theme this year i decided to also use several other songs of theirs for all of the american brackets they give their stuff away for free there's no copyright there's no royalties you don't have to do any of that and i don't know how they make any money but they have youtube videos and a huge following so they're making money somehow but one of the reasons i wanted to call this out was because um (laughs) ed's former neighbor christian who we mentioned earlier and former podcast attendee yes he was on the first beer episode that we did in our first year uh christian (laughs) after he listened to the first episode of the whiskey madness he (laughs) sent a text to ed he called my music because he calls it my music scott's music he called it upper class emo dubstep cock rock (laughs) I can't say he's wrong because that's what it is. We want to give him credit for the time he took to describe it with all the adjectives. To to come up with that four-word perfect distillation of what that music is. Upper class emo dubstep cock rock. (laughs) And that really sums Christian up. I've never met anyone in my life who has a tremendous brevity of words and every word is epic. Yeah. And he might not talk for 10 minutes, but when he does talk, it's money. You know what? He's like... um, um, Hemingway. So Hemingway had an economy of words, as they call it. That's what I was looking for, economy of words. Very good. The opposite of me, (laughs) which is just word vomit. Just throw shit out until people get sick of me and walk away. Dude, me too. I over-explain everything. That's why I have to write shit down. So Hemingway had a really concise way of speaking. He didn't use too many adjectives, but the adjectives he used were very pointed, and that's exactly what this is. So 
Christian, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm giving you a compliment. You're like Hemingway. And I think he's like, of course I am. Of course I am, you fucker. <laughs> now, will you guys get some sponsors already? How much, <laughs> what are you waiting for? Yeah, he's a big listener and we appreciate yeah, that. I, he actually offers a really good critique and some good feedback. So thanks legitimately, Christian, for all that you do to help support us. Absolutely. So speaking of listeners. Ooh, uh, that's my favorite part. Yeah, of we're going into the listener stats. So yes. And this is sort of a shout out to all of our listeners all over the world. I want to interrupt you a second. Okay. Just so you know, while we are uh, going through all this, we are drinking Manhattan's. Oh, that's right. That's got made with Weller Antique 107 mm-hmm. and some really good, which vermouth did you use? Oh, the Coqui Torino. Coqui Torino vermouth with yes. the Weller 107, a delicious Manhattan. We did a short before this on, on Weller 107. <laughs> so three weeks from now, yeah. it's going to come out and you can hear all about how we promised to make this Manhattan which we're already drinking. So you are in the whiskey wormhole. <laughs> All right. So the countries. So last time we had 40 countries. 40 countries have downloaded our podcast. At least once. We have a very low bar for this. Yeah. yeah. Like Argentina did it one time, I think. So we count Argentina. <laughs> yeah. So we had 40 last time. We have five new ones. Are you ready? Are you not reading all 40 anymore? No, we're too big for that. But the five new countries are, uh, then I'll do the top 10. Okay. All right. So the five new countries are Austria. Wow. Okay. Finland. Been there. Oh, well, that's right. I've been to Finland. I think I would have helped them, but I didn't. <laughs> uh, Belgium. Nice. Denmark. Been there. You were there too, right? Yeah. Uh, and Greece. Yeah. I should have been dropping my cards the whole time. Oh, that's right. We didn't have a podcast then. That was in 2018. Oh, shit. You're right. Yep. Wow. That seems... Like know, less less possible, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so um, top ten. Th- those are the new ones. Number one, <laughs> number one. Um, United States, of course. of course. I mean, we have it's ninety percent of our listeners are in the United States, but the other ten percent are Canada, Afghanistan, which of course is our buddy Brian, who lives in the area, who was stationed in Afghanistan. Hello, he's Brian. still he's still holding on at number three. Hello, Brian. Brian, <laughs> Spain, Taiwan. Germany, the United Kingdom, South Africa, Mexico, and India. Right. So the United Kingdom is Scotland, of course, uh, the Republic of North Ireland. Right. Wales, which I have a feeling that nobody in Wales listens to us yet because right. they barely speak English. And I wonder if there's Welsh whiskey. Mm, that's a whole other adventure. And of course, I mean, maybe we gained India from the March Madness because we featured Amrit. I don't know. But, you know, India and Germany are big whiskey drinking countries. Ireland is just down on the list. They're number 12. Australia is also... Yeah. Right down there at number 13. So, you know. I think what's exciting about this is we have no real friends in Canada. No, we don't. Yeah. Canada's so number Can- two. So for Canada to have 333 downloads. 3% of our listeners. From people we do not know. Yeah. It's kind of exciting. But have you been to Canada? I have. Yeah, I have too, actually. Yeah, I went to Montreal, actually. Oh. Oh, Montreal's probably amazing. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. They have casinos and stuff. It was good. I lost money. Cool. I lost money. But but <laughs> I lost money at like 15% less than if I lost money here, though. Because so, yeah. <laughs> the exchange rate. The exchange rate, right. So it's like uh, I, lost a do- I lost like $150, but it was like $120. So it was like, <laughs> that's a bargain. Yeah, it's like I, I got a discount on my on my losses. And here's the kicker. We've done very little Canadian whiskeys. I mean, like bare minimum Canadian whiskey. Bare minimum. We did... Uh, like Crown Royal XO. Crown Royal <laughs> That's it. All right. And the whistle pig, which gets their shit from Canada. Right. They're sort which of is kind so of Canadian. far away. They source so from Canada. We promise that we will do at least another episode that features Canadian whiskey. Yes. In our uh, preview of six months, we might right. talk about that. 
So um, after the countries we like to talk about the states, we still, as of last time, had only been listened to in 47 of the 50 United States of America. We are now at 49. As of the past six months, Vermont and Nebraska are now in the win column, plus the District of Columbia. Well, Vermont has Whistlepig and Lost Lantern, so... When we featured Lost Lantern, I figured they would listen to it and they live there. So I hope they will at least break the cherry of Vermont. (laughs) Nebraska, I have no idea in the Cornhusker state who we know. Well, uh, you know, corn. (laughs) Somebody's got to be drinking bourbon there, right? They have to have a lot of local distillers in Nebraska. I I just feel like they have farmland and sadness. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, my God. Have you ever driven through Nebraska? I have not. I mean, you have to be used to it. And if you're from the East Coast or the West Coast, you're not used mm-mm, to it. Mm-mm. But beautiful state. I'm beautiful people from what I understand. So the only one left, the only holdout. Wyoming. Oh, Wyoming. Shit. I mean, they're the smallest state population-wise. They only have a half a million people. Yeah, yeah. It's a huge state with like five I want, people. I think they only have like four computers that's the problem they don't have any internet there there's no antennas <laughs> that's not true they no, no they do that i think it's four computers and like a, one antenna and then they <laughs> what they do is they they bring the car battery in at night and they hook up the radio <laughs> to it and then listen to fdr's fireside track chats what they're listening in the past <laughs> yes exactly that's how far behind they are we're going to drive there in a year if they haven't listened to us and we will listen to it ourselves <laughs> so 49 states wyoming i mean we can't get too mad at you you are the smallest state by population yeah i know you drink whiskey out there in fact i like wyoming whiskey yeah it's one of my favorite whiskeys that's kind of under the radar so here's the weird thing about the stats so we yeah. have 1459 listens in the category called u.s others mm-hmm so they, the Podbean feed couldn't determine where the person was listening to it. So, so there's an extra 1,400 listens that we don't even know how, where to put it to. Right. We don't know where. That's how from. many listens we have now. Right. It's listens so just, many. Listens just stacked up around We're the just, house. Oh, my God. We can barely move around here. We're like hoarding listens. <laughs> listens are all over. <laughs> so all right, we'll just do the top 10 real quickly. A New Jersey, no surprise, is number one. Yeah. Pennsylvania, also no surprise. They're right over the river. We're only... 15 minutes away right. from the Pennsylvania border. Right. Maryland is number three, holding steady still from not, six months still ago. Still not a surprise. They're so close to us. California, still number four. Big population. Yeah. Surprised because we don't really do anything to cater to them. I, I don't know anybody in California. Yeah. Do you? No. 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 That's all. I lived there when I was mm, four. That's all. That's all organic. I don't think any of your kindergarten friends are, are rocking us right now. <laughs> so, so look, keep it going. Yeah. So uh, number five. With a bullet up seven spots from number 12, Illinois. We know absolutely nobody in Illinois. So every list in Illinois is organic. It's terrific. Uh, Number six, uh, holding steady again, is Florida. Steve, holding down the fort. (laughs) Thank you, Steve. (laughs) Had nothing but great times in Florida. It was so much fun. And you have great whiskey, evidently, because I tried your red drum. Right. At number seven, uh, holding steady, also Virginia. I have some uh, family in Virginia, so I don't know if uh, that's him. Yeah. (laughs) I have a cousin who lives in Virginia. I'm a northern boy. I like the northeast. If I had to live in the south, Virginia is where I'm going to live. Yeah. Uh, Falling three spots, ignominiously. Right. New York. I mean, it's hard to keep New York happy. If you remember the six months before that, we had Hill Rock on. We had Widow Jane Decadence on. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of kissing New York's ass a bit. Right. And then this- We, we, we stopped kissing New York's ass. Right. We went and did some other things and some, you know, other so you're people. you're saying they're, they're like Janet Jackson, what have you done for me lately? Right. What have you done for me lately? 
Uh, number nine, holding steady at number nine is Georgia. I love that. Atlanta. Georgia. It's got to be Atlanta. I mean, I do a few Facebook ads just to get our name out there. Nothing crazy. I've never even included Atlanta, I don't think. So, yeah. like, the fact that people who are listening to us in Georgia is amazing to yeah. me. Yeah. I've actually been to Georgia. I went to... Well, when I was married to my crazy ex-wife, she was really into Cabbage Patch Dolls, and we visited the Cabbage Patch Doll headquarters. Right. And once again, he doesn't mean his wife generally is crazy, because she's a pretty level-headed person, but when it came to dolls... Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. Crazy dolls. She was crazy for dolls. Like She, she had, really was. She had two full bedrooms of dolls. Yeah. We had a four-bedroom house and two bedrooms for the dolls. Right. So I don't know who the owner and creator of Cabbage Patch is, but she has him on speed dial and knows him by name and could have lunch with him. Oh, he did. And I used right. to know his name, too. I don't forget it now. He looked like Kenny Rogers, though. He had the yeah. white beard and he's got... Oh, oh, okay. R.I.P. Have you said? R.I.P. Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers. Pour one out. Everyone pour one out. Down two spots from eight to ten, Missouri. Well, I mean, somebody has to take the fall yeah. when everybody else jumps into the world. It looks like Texas got bumped out of the top mm-hmm, 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember last year we had done a fistful of bourbon, which focused on Texas. Oh, and right. uh, we haven't really featured Texas last six months. And Lord knows they are kind of divas. As far as if you don't talk about them, make them special, they're going to go away. Like New York. Right. Yeah. Like so, so the biggest mover up 13 spots right. from 28 to 15, Massachusetts. Right. Now, I did send a Facebook ad to Boston. Um, ah. But very recently, so it shouldn't have really impacted your data, I don't think, but maybe it did. So maybe people jumped on. I'm happy about that. Also, the brother of the cousin that I have in Virginia, his older brother lives in Massachusetts. In Boston, actually. Well, so, there, you, there you go. I, but again, I have no idea because I don't really talk to them. Anyway. So, I mean, we're coming up on two years. When you think about it, I've done no real marketing. Like I said, I've done $200 in Facebook ads, which is the equivalent of what you would do. In two you, years. Right. If you want people to come to your garage like sale. Dollars a month. Yeah, right. Not even. So our, <laughs> if you want to come to the garage sale. <laughs> so our marketing budget is like eight dollars a month, and um, <laughs> so you can see how much we're paying, Siobhan. We're very, and, and I'll be honest. Another shout out has to go to Whiskey Advocate, which is oh, a yeah. magazine, is the premier whiskey magazine in the industry. They do an amazing job. It's a throwback magazine to a time that doesn't exist anymore. It's big. It's colorful. It's glossy. It's, got, it's, that, got, it's that thick paper. Yeah, like just really huge, bright pictures of charts of, and, and yeah, and just and this great articles. I think ch- Gabe and I were talking about there should be a centerfold. Yeah, there should be a centerfold, like a giant bottle, yeah. Yeah, like a Pappy Van Winkle with like the cap off. <laughs> Did you see the Pappy centerfold? In oh the my god, what, what was that? A twenty-five? What was a twenty-five Pappy? So, Whiskey Advocate Magazine picked us as one of the podcasts to listen to, and that helped us a lot. But anyway, thank you, everyone who supports us. Thank you, Whiskey Advocate. Thank you for all the distilleries who have reached out to us. And uh, hopefully, I can't wait to see who we talk to in the next six months. Absolutely. So, let's talk about the last six months. Yeah. Our favorite part of doing this is going through the recaps of the past six months. Now, I just want to say that we have split our podcast into seasons. Yes. So every six months is now a season. So the last call episode, the one we're doing right now, marks the end of a season. So we've done four of them. So we're doing the season four recap. Right. Let's go through the episode. We'll get into it. We're going to strap in. We're trying to go rapid fire. Yes. Really fast. No, we're not. It's not going to be fast at all. Can we take a break? That's me. Okay. All right. We'll take a break. We'll be right back.
right, we're back, and we're going to start recapping all the episodes. Ed has peed. I've made another Manhattan oh, with so the good. Antique Weller 107. And coincidentally, the first podcast that we did in season four was the W.L. Weller Special Reserve Quick Taste. Right. And we talk a lot about it in the Quick Taste for the 107 that's coming out in three weeks. So yes. we're not going to spend a lot of time on it. The biggest part about that, it was Scott's birthday. I overbought for the Weller just to have it because we had never tried it. Right. I actually got a better price for the 107 than I got for the Weller, but the Weller was a leader. <laughs> I told Scott when I bought the leader, I said, listen, the 750 is your present. The 250 is mine. <laughs> uh, believe me, he drank at least 450. At least. At least. All right. So right after that, we had one of the most just delicious episodes we've ever had on the podcast. Yeah. And Jeff was part of that. Yeah. Jeff, Ed, and I were on a Zoom tasting with the barrel people. Benash set that up and Jeff ended up striking up a conversation with the brand ambassador for barrel. And he said that, you know, he had been on our podcast and he got some samples for us to taste. Right. Uh, four of them plus a dovetail that he had bought. The proof is 123.8. Wow. Uh, there's no age statement, but it is purportedly a blend of 10-year-old whiskey distilled in Indiana, finished in Dunn Vineyards in Napa Valley, California, mm. Cabernet Barrels, 11-year-old bourbon distilled in Tennessee, finished in Blackstrap rum casks, and late bottled vintage port pipes. Right, and then filtered through the pantyhose of Marilyn Monroe. That's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Wow, what an amazing tasting whiskey night. One of the best ones that we've ever no, had. No, it was delicious whiskey where the first whiskey was the worst and it was still amazing. Right, and then right. each one we had after that was the best whiskey we ever drank until we drank them all. Until we drank the next one. Um, right. Barrelcraft Spirits, I mean, they're a mover and shaker in the industry. They're like destroying market share. They put out so much product. It's 15 years. It's 13 years. It's a blend of a 7, a 9, a 12, and a 15. And most like, of their stuff is just one-offs and you can't yeah, ever get it yeah. again. And I don't think there's another company in America like Barrel. I will say that right now. I'm giving them the shout out. And I think it's the people who are there because they have really good palates and they really like whiskey, but they have, I don't know, just a special talent for blending whiskeys. And I think that they favor Scott's mentality of whiskey as opposed to mine. Yes. And I'll explain. I have in my house right now four bottles of Henry McKenna Tenure. I have four bottles of Eagle Rare. I have two bottles of Willet Rye. I have two bottles of Bullet Tenure. Scott's mentality is, I'm going to go out for my journeyman last feather rye. And if the store doesn't have it, I'm going to take that $45. I'm going to just find something else to drink. They have something I'm going to enjoy. Right. Everything that Ed says that he has multiple bottles of right. in his vault. Yes. I love them. I love all of them. They were terrific expressions. But I know that there's going to be other ones that I'm going to love as much. Or maybe not. I think that's terrible. But I mean it's okay it's okay if I have a few of my my standards if I have Henry McKenna and Willet and Eagle Rare and I get to try these one offs that's okay but I need something to anchor to. He's not like that. Yeah, so here's a metaphor for you. So yeah. Ed and I are on vacation. So he gets on one of those paragliders that it's being pulled by a boat. So I'm getting dragged you're, through the ocean You're basically. getting dragged through the ocean but you're tethered to the earth. Okay. Right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I on the other hand Get in a hot air balloon, yeah. and I just float around the atmosphere. Okay, which 
Actually, I would never do because I'm right. super afraid of heights. I'm but right. whiskey metaphor, yeah, yeah. that's us. If I have one bottle, I won't drink it. I won't drink it until I get a second bottle. Scott looks at me like that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my right, life. Right. Just drink it. You have it. You drink love it. it. Just drink it. No. If I drink it, I won't have it anymore. So I'll get a second bottle and I'll drink that one and I'll always have the first. Oh, in shit. case something happens where we need it for the podcast or my friend comes into town and his favorite whiskey is Baker's and I have it and then I'll crack it then, but then I'll spend the next month finding another Baker's. Right. Basically, Ed is a hoarder. When it comes to whiskey, yeah. yeah. And I didn't realize that until I got whiskey. Yeah. Well, I'm not judging. I'm just well, saying. Listen, I'm not that crazy, all right? I know someone, I'm not going to say their name, Doug. He has 122 <laughs> bottles at his house. What? 122. He had to go out and buy a $2,000 uh, whiskey cabinet to hold them. No. No. Now, no. I I counted, no. I counted mine, 36 in my house. And half of the ones in Scott's is mine. So well, I have another 12 over here. That's true. That's a lot for a normal person. But if you're a whiskey head, it's not that big of a collection. All right. So yeah, let's after, get through this. After, yeah, I know. It, we, we're we're going to move quick now. Uh, are we? We'll see. <laughs> so we did, after that yeah. barrel episode, we did a short on the top 10 things your dumbass friends think they know about bourbon, right. which was an article by uh, Lou Bryson. Lou Bryson's a great whiskey guy. We're going to have him on exclusively. He's an amazing guy. I have two of his books. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and he, he's a nice guy. We tweeted right. our episode to him. He retweeted it. He reached out to us and said, yeah, yeah let's do an episode together. And we just never got back to him. Sorry. Well, we have, it's COVID. Sorry, he, knows that. Yeah. he doesn't live that far from us. We will, mm. we will have him. Oh, that's right. My goal is to have him in Scott's actual apartment and do a live episode with him Absolutely. sometime, maybe in the fall of 2021. That's my goal. But the thing about this episode, it's really good if you need a refresher on what bourbon is. Yeah. This is perfect because the, the rules about bourbon are very complicated yeah. and you they're easily forgotten. All, All right. right, so two tremendous expressions, and I have been criticized for saying the word expression too much. In fact, my friend Christian says that if he hears me say expression one more time, he's going to throw up in his mouth. So, say expression again. So have fun with, <laughs> have fun with the, the with the mouthwash there, because I just said it again. I did promise him that I would get a whiskey thesaurus and check out some other terms. Mm. Okay. But I have spirit and expression. Right now, that's all I got. The whiskey thesaurus was the drunkest of the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> okay number 10 okay. okay number 10 bourbon has to be made in kentucky of course that's false that's absolutely false right it's so not champagne uh, this he says might be the most common misconception though yes. uh now you can make whiskey anywhere in the world of course but if you want to call your whiskey a bourbon you must follow these five rules that represent production fermentation distillation aging and bottling it's only like i don't know 18 minutes yeah and it's got uh, me and then my stupid hat on the logo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Scott's in his party hat. All right. So after that, we did episode 32, the United States of Whiskey, our first foray into the seedy underbelly, <laughs> I guess, if you will, of the small craft distilleries that exist in every single state in America. And we started off with Tennessee. Right. Random states, no order to it. Mm-hmm. And try to find some of their middle established bands, not their biggest one. Right. You know, not Jack Daniels. Right. We was Tennessee. We right. did not do Jack Daniels right. but George, purposefully. But, right. But George Dickel, which is an established brand. Yeah. And then compare them to like what we felt was the best upstart craft uh, distillery, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which was Corsair. Corsair. Right. Triple smoked. Their dark rye, which is one of the most unique whiskeys I've ever tried. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you've never had the Corsair dark rye, 
You need to find it and try it. And it is special. It's wonderful. I've never tasted anything like it. I take hats off to Corsair. Give it a try if yeah. you haven't had it. The other one we did on that uh, podcast was the Uncle Nearest that has uh, varying expressions. The one we chose right. was the cheapest one right. just to get them into the fray. You're getting all the traditional bourbon notes. Yeah, on the nose. Yeah. There's some fire and depth to it, too. It's not a thin smell. No, no, no it's, it's not. It's not very light at all. So what's the uh, proof? 93? 93. I'm using okay. a neat tasting glass. Yeah. You have a Norling glass. Yeah, yeah I knew mine was different. Because we only have two. We haven't gotten the sponsorship from the neat glass company oh, yet. Oh, okay. Yet. Siobhan, that's your job also. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'll add that to my list right. of things Promotion. to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jot that down. Okay, so wow. I agree. I'm getting oak, vanilla, caramel. I don't get any fruits. I'm getting cherry. You always have to disagree with me. <laughs> no, I thought no, I was funny. really... No, I just said, I'm not getting it for you. Like, I get cherry. It's like right, right after I said like it. That's like the first thing that came to my head. And I was no, like, I'm oh, just no. kidding. You're allowed. I'm yeah, just yeah. But although, we, you had been eating gummy worms. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm getting gummy worms. It's amazing. I smell sour apple, peach. <laughs> and purple. <laughs> but I firmly believe that their higher tick expressions are probably much better right. than their original no we'll give it a taste and they've actually had a really big exposure and i have to tell you it's part of it is because it's a recipe that is attributed to the first black distiller right who worked for jack daniels jack daniels yeah and jack daniels has acknowledged that uncle nearest was their first master distiller. it's they've- a great story we talk a lot about how bourbon distillers like to try to create a History. backstory for their yeah. whiskey and these guys didn't have to create one like yeah. it was right there yeah all right so after that we did the heaven hill bottled and bond quick taste once again an overpayment on ed's part um probably 70 dollars <laughs> oh, um, it should be 40 yeah but i yeah. wanted it i got it flaviar once again if you need it flaviar has it but they're willing to fleece you yeah they're like a loan shark of the whiskey industry. <laughs> they will give it to you, but you will pay for it. Like they had a 20 year Eagle Rare for $13,000, okay? Ooh. With a straight face. Like, what? how do you put that up on the, on the internet? What? They had an old Fitzgerald for like $3.99. Like, no, it's like, it's that. legit. Fuck that. Exactly. That's fucking bullshit. Fuck that. Fuck that. So, the thing I remember about this one was Jeff was on this with us. Jeff likes his stuff neat and, uh, I think I put an ice cube in it and he's like you ruined it he loves high proof he loves it neat and so when Scott put an ice cube in it it's like Scott put his penis in it it's like oh my god you just put your <laughs> oh penis my in god, my glass you ruined it you ruined it yeah so we're like just try it we're like we're trying to show him how like ice and water can open up some flavors Jeff what do you think about it I'm drinking it neat yeah, you're not a fan of uh, putting not at all. it. Yeah. What about distilled water? Do you ever add water to it? I haven't. Maybe try putting like five, six drops of water to help open the flavors. I mean, well, it's not me saying that. The entire scotch drinking industry says it. I dropped an ice cube in there. Oh, yeah. So give it a sip there. Tell us, tell us what you think. And if you don't like that. it, just smash it on the ground and storm out. <laughs> 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 Made him laugh when he was in the middle of drinking whiskey. That's not a good feeling. It goes into the back of your nose at all. I know. And he chased it with straight whiskey. I love it. <laughs> he, he drinks it like we ask him to. And then before he swallows it, he takes another <laughs> swig of straight whiskey. To he just, he just <laughs> um, refuses um, to taste it the way we ask I'm him. I'm hardcore. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. He just doesn't like I it. On can't, the- I never saw that before. Yeah. And he is definitely a person that likes this shit neat. So yeah, he is the knight who says neat. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. 
Oh, shit. All right. So after that, we did episode 33, Ladies Night 2. We went and had the ladies back for a while. We didn't know exactly right. in what context. They all love wine. We didn't want them in another cocktail episode, right. but right. They all like wine. So I figured, let's do wines aged in whiskey barrels. So the girls came in and we had whiskey finished in rye barrels, scotch barrels, bourbon barrels. Mm-hmm. Each of the girls brought their own that they wanted us to try. Yeah, we had them do their own research because yeah. to make it interesting. Right, we and we did a quiz right, we between the three of them to just ramp up the, <laughs> the right. tension. They got very competitive. They did. Uh, in round two, the points were Dre has 300, Nari got 100, and Shelby got 50. So... At the end of round two, the totals are Drea with 400 and Shelby Anari tied with 100. All right, but anything happens in round three. Oh, round three, the points are tripled and, so. and there's only three questions, so anything can happen. Mm. I will fucking crush you. Shut your whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I love when we get them to turn on each other. <laughs> <laughs> exactly as I planned it. Oh my God. Who's prettier? Scott's the prettiest. They're a good answer. That is correct. (laughs) (laughs) So much fun on that episode. Yeah, it really was a good episode. Although Uh, we recorded two and a half hours. (laughs) It was the longest episode we've ever recorded. Oh my God, I cut an hour and a half. They're all millennials. I'm yelling at them for being on their phones while we're on the air. I'm like, I was yelling at them too. Yeah, it was like, oh my God, we're on the air. Can you put your phones away? And it's like, they can't. They just can't. And then I had to learn like, you know what? They're fine. Talk to the one that isn't on the phone. <laughs> right. Like we had to, we had to adapt too. We're old, so right, right. The, the fault was really ours. They were they were being who they were. Like when we asked them, they had great stuff to say. They yes, had great research. They did. They were prepared. They can compartmentalize. Yeah. they can do nine things at once. Call us back when you want us. We're we're right here. Next time I have them on, I want them drinking straight whiskey. They're, oh yeah, they've been kid gloved enough. Yeah, it was cocktails, then it was wine finished in whiskey barrels. Now we're going to do whiskey, but it's going to be whiskey that has a wine connection. Yeah, it's time for them to earn their keep with a nice whiskey episode. Right. (laughs) And uh, it'll get them even drunker and funnier. Yeah, really fun. All right, so after we did that, we did the uh, a quick taste of the Thomas H. Handy Sazerac Rye. That was like, what, a $600 bottle? Yeah, a friend of mine had gotten that for his 50th birthday, and he was nice enough to give me a couple two-ounce pours with that. And uh, we were doing the Tennessee whiskey thing with Siobhan, and we figured, well, because we had done the Sazerac Rye with her and Gabe, so might as well taste that with her, because she really liked the Sazerac. Yes. And this is the, like... The emperor. The emperor of Sazerac, all right. Well, wow. it's really it's really good. I um, really like that. I could literally just drink this. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. Yeah, you think that, but it would cost you hundreds and hundreds of dollars to do that. Who wants to be my whiskey daddy? <laughs> <laughs> And so the top of each handy, $600. Once again, we've tasted the Boss Hogs from Whistle Pig, which were $450. I did taste the Boot Hill from what, Heaven's Gate, which is about $500. Well, none of those words made any sense to me at all. Well, Boot Hill, Heaven's Gate. Well, you know Heaven's Gate because we did a double barrel against the Dun. Woodford Double Oaked. 
Wait, Heaven's Gate? Am I, am I doing it wrong again? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Heaven's Door. I did it again. <laughs> oh my God, Heaven's Gate is the death cult. Yes. They thought the aliens were coming right. with the sneakers. Right. Heaven's Door is the Bob Dylan <laughs> distillery that did the boot hill. Okay. So let's go back to that. Now I got you. Now we're there. Now so we're there. The, we're keeping all of that. I don't know. I think the Tom Sage <laughs> Handy might be a little bit more expensive than the boot hill, but they're both around five or 600, depending on where you can get it. And they're absurd. Again, this is Buffalo Trace. This is supposed to be $99. They release an expression every year and people gobble it up and they sell it for like quintuple the price. Right. So it was very good. It was very good. If you can get your hands on a bottle for around the price that should be 100, 110, even 120, 200. Oh, wow. Throw 200 up there. All right. If, because if it's the rest, your birthday. Because the rest of the world spending 600 But I will say what's interesting is that no doubt the Heaven's Door is the best whiskey I had of all the expensive whiskeys. Wow. Even the Thomas H. Handy, no offense to you. If you want to send us a bottle, we'll talk lovingly about it. <laughs> all right. So after that, we had a bonus short. Our bonus! First, <laughs> our first bonus short was the submission from Steve from Tampa Bay, who we talked about earlier, yeah. the Red Drum Bourbon nice, like, Quick I, Taste. And, and here's a guy who I can see me being him. Like, hey, man, I live in Tampa Bay. I got this great whiskey. You guys are whiskey heads. I dig what you're doing, so you should try this. And he sent it to us, and you know what? I was fully ready to say, Steve, your whiskey is urine. <laughs> I was ready to send it right back at him. Like, I've tasted a lot of local whiskeys that taste like asshole. And you know what? <laughs> it was delicious, man. It really was. Mm-hmm. I've never tasted anything exactly like the Red Drum. Do you agree? It's a really good bourbon and not just a generic bourbon. It has a little bit of floral character to it. The distillery knows what they're doing. Yeah. It has a nice, deep, rich color to it. Yeah. It's not cheap. It's not rushed no no they have classes you can make your own bourbon age it there have it shipped to you it's fucking amazing but making the distillery a reality took more than just a business plan and financial backing they had to make legislative changes you see before 2014 micro distilleries in florida were not allowed to sell craft spirits directly to the public nor could they be located in commercial areas So with the help of state representatives and local lawmakers, they were able to remove the antiquated Prohibition-era laws and usher in a craft spirits renaissance in the state of Florida. Fucking Prohibition. I know. Just fucking. How long? It's a hundred years. It's been a hundred years. Fucking the South. Can you please let go of it? (laughs) God damn. Seriously. It's like sodomy laws are still in the book. Just for everyone, relax. (laughs) Wait, what? What? Relax for sodomy. Okay. Uh, way, to, way to sneak that one in there. Yeah, that <laughs> sneaking it in. I see what you did. <laughs> that was a great time. I read the poem on the side of the bottle and like good stuff. Steve, we should hang out, man. I mean, I hope you have a guest room. Scott and I can sleep in a twin bed together. <laughs> no. We no, we can't. No. On a twin bed. just on What? Our I am six foot three. Right. And I'm six feet wide. So it's like together we're twelve six. <laughs> we're twelve and a half feet tall. Wow, Steve. Honestly, we're coming. Tell your wife just get some blankets out. Wow, and fill up on the red rum. Red rum, right? So anyway, thanks so much for saying you're the man. All right. So after that, we did episode thirty four, <laughs> our second bourbon barrel beer episode. We got fucking drunk as shit, bro. <laughs> that beer. We haven't had drank beer like that in so long. Right. So I was going to say, we cut our teeth on beer. We are beer drinkers yeah, from the years. get. 
I IPAs, Hop Devil from Victory. I did all the hops you can imagine. Right. I brewed my oh own my beer. Oh, my God. Yeah. Before we drank whiskey, we drank beer. But since we are whiskey fans, Ed and I went to the liquor store. We sought out all the bourbon barrel beers that yeah. we could find it was easy. in the liquor store. We, we, could found, have, we could have doubled it. We did seven and Callum brought his own because we knew he would. Right. He's the owner of the local lounge. Along with Derek, yes, of the he's, eater, uh, local eatery and pub in Mount Holly. He's Anders' boss, yes. right? Yep. And he's a huge beer guy. Yes. So it was actually Anders who said, you should have Callum on instead of me. Yes. And it was a brilliant move because Callum was also from England and has an amazing English accent. So the next one we got is a little bit Innis and fucking gun the original <laughs> Scotch barrel aged gold nail. Nice. Mm. Gonna be lovely. The idea was first I was going to do it and I'm like, you know what would be more fun? If um, Callum did Cockney borderline offensive English accents and that's what he did and it was hysterical. (laughs) We had so much fun. I mean, we got tuned up because man, the beer was so good. We drank it so fast. If you really like beer and whiskey, that episode with few. Yeah, we try to do something for everybody. And your son Michael was on it as well. Yeah, my son Michael was on it. He was very funny. Who says you can't start your day with a bourbon-aged stout? I know I smell the taste of espresso. <laughs> I said the espresso. It's not Mexican coffee. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, I don't see myself going out my way and getting this no. necessarily. Uh, again, this is like for that, like you said, a specific, I want to taste coffee type of feel. Yeah. This yeah. is really good, though. And when the hell do you ever feel like that, I guess? Well, I guess well, some people, people do. People do. Oh, my God, yeah. Coffee. People do, yeah. They have espresso martinis. They have espresso the ice espresso cream. tequila. Si. Si, tomini. Si, tomini. Excuse me. All um, yes. complaint letters from, <laughs> from Spanish the Mexicans, countries, Spanish people all Mexicans. over the world. A whiskey tangent at gmail.com. No, no, no. Attention, Scott, and attention, Michael. Well, no. <laughs> Michael has a, a, a Spanish baby, so Michael is uh, disqualified. This is like a white person. It's okay because I have a black friend. I can say Yes, yes. <laughs> My fiance I, I and daughter Spanish are baby. Spanish, so... I can see Hitomain. Well, okay. But <laughs> she's she's yeah. Dominican, not Mexican. But her, her stepfather is Mexican. Oh, wow. We're yeah. really stretching Step- the out. <laughs> <laughs> she ate a Taco Bell, okay? So it's okay. His second episode. He gave great insight. He passed out for 20 minutes and then rallied and came back and was still enjoyable and enlightening. Right. And then after that, we went to the Infinity Bottles. Yeah. Which was... Uh, Infinity 3D. Yeah, so... It was our third one. Scott and I... Why do we have two bottles? I so we had our own. Then Gabe made his own... Right. It was our, our third. third Infinity Bottle. It was right. Gabe's second Infinity Bottle. Correct. But he had also brought an Irish right, Infinity Bottle. The Irish, right. So that's why we had three, and we're doing 3D, because we're doing like 80s movies right. uh, sequels here. So we had <laughs> Infinity, then we had Infinity 2, Electric Boogaloo, and then we have Infinity 3D. Then the fourth one is going to be It's Personal. It's Personal, right. Yeah. But in that episode, we had two of the funniest oh, things. Oh, right. right. So first of all, in the middle of it, Siobhan enters the studio. Yeah, because we were recording three things with Gabe yeah. that night, and we invited Siobhan over. To post-party with with us but yeah. we ran a little late because as we tend to do when we're doing three different recordings yeah and i greeted her i mean we greeted her and she greeted us back and for some reason she felt the need to do this 
Hey, everybody, we're back now, and we have cleaned the glasses, and we have poured <laughs> our third Infinity Bottle, which I know it's in it, but I forget. So Scott's going to remind <laughs> me, and Gabe has no idea. And uh, Siobhan has now entered the building. She is... She is <laughs> Hello, Siobhan! Hello, Hello. <laughs> Yes. Very much Trust so. Me. Yes, thank you. Trust me, we hear you. So, <laughs> she brought us some nice um, bottles of water. Justified belligerence. Fuck you, Ed edition. Oh! <laughs> wow! And then, and then later on in the episode, we're talking about how you know me and Gabe spar each other a lot. But I volunteer that I would be happy to take a bullet for him because basically we have twenty three whiskeys together in the glass, and they're not liking each other at all. They're like, no, you get off me, no, get off me. They're fighting much like Gabe and Ed do. <laughs> Ed, that's just good podcasting. That's true. I I take a bullet for him in the shoulder, not in the chest or in the, in the groin. <laughs> Definitely not in the groin, but in I the shoulder a, or the knee, maybe. yeah, or the forearm, or like in the fleshy part of the thigh, the calf, maybe the, <laughs> the foot, calf. maybe I the foot, the, the calf, the hand, the hand's oh, good. How about God, the, no, that would hurt. How about just graze the ear? Oh yeah, yeah. Just, I have a huge ears. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they could take a lobe off. <laughs> take a lobe off. Take a lobe off, off Eddie. <laughs> take a lobe for free. <laughs> you can up, Eddie. And, and you put the lobe right on the me. Right on me. Dude, my, my earlobes are like base scallops. Oh my god. They, they you could like just slice off Ed's ear and dry it and it'd be like a dog treat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It, that is probably one of our funniest sequences that we've ever had. Because no. this is why we right. wanted to have a podcast. Because right. Ed and right. Gabe and I and all right. a lot of our friends, we build our comedy off of each other. So when you hear that exchange, we would do that without a podcast. And then we would say we really need to have a podcast. But that's fucking stupid <laughs> and funny. All right. So um, after that, we got into the holidays. Right. So a really terrible thing happened to us. First time ever, we did the cocktail episode. It was a great episode with Sue and Siobhan, and we got through about 40 minutes of it, and the last 10 minutes got completely corrupted. We have no idea why. Yeah. We couldn't use it. So Scott was able to edit it and make it work. But we had also done a short with the girls that night. Ironically, first. Yeah, we did the holiday short first, and it was very good, and the entire thing was corrupted and unusable. Scott and I had to re-record it on our own without the girls. Yeah. And yeah, it was very upsetting. We made it work, but... I mean, he went out and bought a new laptop. We bought new this, new that to make sure that we wouldn't have that problem again. And we still worry about it every episode because. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the heat map of yeah. the recording, making sure that it doesn't look like the heat map of what happened right. because you couldn't hear it. No. When you were doing it, but when you played it back. It was terrible. So we recorded the episode 35 holiday whiskey cocktails. We made it maple old-fashioned, a bourbon Alexander, a bourbon Alexander with ice cream. Yes. And then also the wassail. And the short that we did before that was supposed to be Christmas Eve story time. And Sue told a very heartfelt, personal like tragedy, but also very uplifting at the end story about her personal life. Then Siobhan told a story about her as a child. I told a story about 
my grandfather that was uh, a little sad, a little scary, and a little funny. And then Ed made a poem yes. about the right. uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas that we ended up re-recording right. with my story about the West Point eggnog riots that I had told on episode 35. And we decided, well, I'll just tell that story again. You can do your poem again. Right. And we'll taste the whiskey again because we still had whiskey. It was the Ubuna yeah. from- so good. Uh, Abelor. Yeah, very, very good. And we we just made it work. No, and, it, it was fine. And honestly, both episodes came out great. Episode yeah. thirty-five is one of my favorite episodes of the past six yeah, months. The girls did a great job. Siobhan, her story about the, the fire alarm with the cat vomiting everywhere. Yeah, the only reason why I heard it is because my cat Madison was doing the evervescent vomiting at approximately <laughs> 6.43 in the a.m. So that if, if anyone's a pet owner, you immediately jolt out of your bed because you want to know where it is that they're vomiting so you don't step in it. Especially right. in my instance because I wear glasses. So I immediately jump up and I'm like, where are you vomiting at? And she's in the bathroom and, she, and Madison vomits in threes. Oh, so yeah, this is great. This is lucky me, right? So she's on her second vomit, and all of a sudden the alarms think, go oh, off. Second, I think that was a Beatles song off Abbey Road. <laughs> Madison vomits in three. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I yeah. felt so good. I felt so relaxed. Yeah. We had such good whiskey cocktails. Yeah, uh, it was such a convivial mood. Siobhan and Sue was a great mix. I don't want and Siobhan got her jacket in that right. episode. The second person to get, then Gabe got his in episode twenty-two. <laughs> Siobhan got hers in episode thirty-five. A holiday whiskey cocktails, and then, uh, like I said, we did the Abuna short for Christmas Eve and Christmas. I fucking love Christmas Eve. I love that short. Right. And then we went right into our sourcing three-part whiskeymentary in January. Yeah. The, uh, uh, this is such a, an amazing thing uh, in yeah. whiskey that a lot of people don't realize it's where huge. things are sourced from. Sourcing is huge. The whiskeymentaries are for Scott and I. We like to think. We like to debate. We like to look at. We're also stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mix. Yeah. We're like, we can be incredibly basic. Because you to, know. Right, listen so, to us for any Right. But there's another side to us. So, the, yeah. so when Prohibition is an amazing topic to us, we focused on it last year for like four episodes. This we thought we could handle it in three, and we did. We recognized quickly how sourcing is very important in the industry, and we addressed it. It's a really fucking cool story. And that's why when I read about this whiskey, I was like, it's sourced. It was originally sourced and it has everything to do with what we're talking about today. Right. The mash bill for this is 73% corn, 18% rye, and 9% malted barley, which is my type of a bourbon. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm dragged to high rye bourbons all the time. But anyway. I don't know who's doing that. You're a grown ass man. You can drink what you want. I know. But (laughs) if I can drink your whiskey... Um, it's cheaper than drinking my whiskey i found <laughs> so oh so that's what it is so we had uh several interviews in that which we talked about previously when we thanked right. the people that were on that lost uh, lantern yep banash mgp yep so forth yeah so after that we did a blood oath pack number six quick taste one of our very first shorts that we ever did was uh, Blood Oath Pack Number 5. That's right. And just recently, the Blood Oath Pack Number 6 came out, 
and Marty and Rachel from the lounge picked us up a bottle, uh, picked up a bottle for themselves. Right. Uh, we actually tasted it first a little at their house. Yeah, we had some of theirs because it was there. The flavor was lost in the scrumptious ribs that we had that night that Marty cooked. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. So my mm. mouth was full of barbecue and spice and uh, we had praying mantises on the table <laughs> as, as party guests. It was a- Right, the fucking praying mantis. Was <laughs> like, hey, are you going to finish that? Yeah. yeah. Seriously, he jumped from like the plant in the middle of the table to the bottle of dark rye yeah. basil hayden that was there too mm-hmm. and then hey, i jumped hey. back to the plant it was all over the place that can little you, guy can you mind if i uh, if i bite your head off when you're right. done so the um after, after i was <laughs> just gonna say that damn it continue it <laughs> so we um thank you uh, <laughs> and listen luxor does a great job with what they do and if you have an extra $100 to $120 in your pocket, yeah, go buy the Blood Oath. Right. We talk about what a Blood Oath actually is, too. Right. Scott goes into the history of Blood Oath. Maybe a little too deep. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, as I'm one to do. So after that, we did episode 36. Uh, right. Anders back after yep. like six months. We hadn't seen him in a while. Old Forester versus Four Roses, a yeah. throwback episode. We right. hadn't done two bourbons for... Uh, episode 29, I think, which was the Baker's. Yeah, that's one bourbon. We haven't put two bourbon distillers against each other yeah. until I don't even know when. Right. It was before that. Right. So there are two distilleries that we respect a lot. Um, we hadn't done them before. I like Old Forester a lot, but I have to tell you, because of their different mash bills and yeast combinations, Four Roses has us more to offer. So right. the website says dried spice, pear, cocoa, vanilla, and maple syrup. All right, so we said sweetness and pear. We had that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I get the oh, pear. Taste. I get a bit of the spice. Oh, interesting. Wow. What the? It's totally different. What oh. the fuck is that? Yeah. Holy it's, shit. Mm, it's really different than the news. Wow. Wow. It's good. It's wow. Holy, it's good. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. This is making me crazy. This is a bourbon? It's bourbon, yeah. It's so spicy. What? The, this, the, <laughs> Okay, so relax. I'll be, I'll, I'll be okay. And Anders got his jacket. Right, and Anders got his jacket number three. Even though he had been on like 17 episodes total, <laughs> he had only been on five numbered episodes. Right, numbered capital E episodes. That's right. how we do things. Yeah, shorts don't count. Whiskey nope. Madness doesn't count. Nope. You have to be on a numbered episode. Five numbered episodes, which is usually about 45 minutes. Right, yeah. Or an hour. It seems arbitrary, but... I kind of like it. Yeah. So you got to be here for something yeah. important. Because Anders wasn't here for like 17 things before he got his jacket, but <laughs> he wasn't on for an episode. So <laughs> Right. So after that, we did, if you hearken back to last spring, we did a whole short on Blanton's. Yes. So Blanton's and its interesting connection with Japan. It was yes. made for the Japanese market. Yeah. And Scott went through and introduced all of the products that are basically produced for Japan that we can't get. There's several. There's like seven yeah, or eight red, of them. The red, the gold, the, the barrel strength. And Ed and I thought at that time, we'll never get to taste these. Right. This was last, like basically a year ago from where we are now. But as luck would have it, being members of the lounge with people who also like whiskey yeah as much as we do as much right. as you do joey our friend right. at the lounge was able to get four different japanese only expressions right. 
it's such a great group of people down there and we're so glad they would come on today and basically joe was like hey guys come over to my house and, and you can try the expression it's like or <laughs> come over and let's record the experience because it's going to be epic and one of a kind yeah, and that's what we're doing definitely they're just trying to stay out of my sex dungeon oh damn <laughs> right right wait a minute Spi- you have a sex dungeon wait oh i'm rethinking this whole he thing he calls now. doug spider we call us another fly <laughs> so he showed up and not only would drink that but Doug brought Castranth Redbreast. He brought a local whiskey, Devil in the Rye Field, which is over 110 proof. I will say that I never got drunker on the podcast than I did in that episode. I was hammered. And this was recorded the day after we did the whole beer episode. Right. Where we drank eight bourbon barrel beers. Right. So we did our regular episode on Saturday. We got done here at like one in the morning. And then we were back at one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> one of my favorite days ever in my life. <laughs> I tasted at least seven amazing whiskeys. Honestly, we would never have gotten to taste these without Joey or and, Doug. Yeah, Doug and Joey, thank you so much. And we'll have you on again. We will. All right. So after that, we go right into the Whiskey Madness. So we did a special preview where we just sort of highlighted the brackets that we were doing. Yeah. And then we went right into it. Episode one, two, three, as this recording, the fourth one hasn't quite come out, but by the time you hear this, it will be all over. We'll have a winner. I think it went great. It was exciting. We added a world bracket. So we had whiskeys from France, India, Canada, and Japan on top of Scotland and Ireland, right. on top of American bourbons and American rise. And there was some really exciting upsets that introduced some new whiskeys to the people. So many upsets. So like, spoiler alert, the um, Evan Williams Bottle and Bond, which is four years aged, it makes it really far. It upsets Heaven Hill seven year. So the same mash bill aged three years more, it performs better. Why? I don't know why. I don't know why either. I don't know why. I wouldn't have predicted that. So two out of three of us picked the Evan Williams and one of us picked the Heaven Hill. And if you listen to us, you yeah. can hear us We're wailing. Uh oh. All right. I just making a face like something happened again. All right. Mm. So yes, we have a winner. Is it unanimous? To move on. Is it unanimous? It is not. Okay. Oh. All right. Interesting. Oh, Interesting. So, Gabe, you yeah. chose B. Scott. I- yes. You chose A. I chose A. Oh. Yes. Ed, you chose A. Oh, oh wow. And A was And in a split decision. Evan Williams no! bottles oh, and shit. moves no, on. No, the number no, four C in the no, bourbon no, bracket wow. moves on God to the final damn. pour. Wow. God, no! We're horrified at it because I love Heaven Hill Bottle and Bond, but the Evan Williams beat it. I we were absolutely keening about Where? Heaven Hill Where? losing that. Like, but it was $20. It was better than the... F- Remember, I spent $70 on the fucking Heaven Hill. I know. I could have had three and a half bottles of the uh, uh, Evan Williams. Seriously. Seriously. And you know what? That's it. We've reached the end of our recap. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to do the season five preview. We are going to record 19 podcasts between now and the next last call at least there's always a chance for a 20 bonus there is there is always a chance so i'm going to talk about the episodes we're going to do about nine the first one that's coming up we're going to do american single malts yes it's kind of a new thing that's becoming bigger and bigger it really is and my time at the lounge has exposed it because anders keeps 
tremendous plethora of American whiskeys to choose from. Right, because he only does American whiskeys and he can't have scotches, so American single malts are a big right. item on his menu. Right. And we're not unfamiliar with American single malts. The Last Lantern right. was a mix of single malts from you know five or six different distilleries. Mm-hmm. So after that, we're going to do our 100th podcast. Naked. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do a back to basics episode, just me and Ed. And if you recall, our first episode was on bullet rye versus redemption rye. Yes. We're going to do a bullet versus redemption again, but we're going to switch it up and do their high expression bourbons. Yeah. Like 10 year versus nine year. Right. Right. So after that, where we have a a barreled non-whiskey spirits, we're going to do rum, gin, and tequila. Barrel aged spirits, but not whiskey. Correct. We have on the docket a Cocktail Combat 2. If you remember our first cocktail episode, we called Cocktail Comet because it was Manhattans versus Old Fashions versus Boulevardiers. In this one, Anders is going to judge a competition between me, Ed, and Gabe making cocktails. Right. So it'll be like like a show Chopped from like the Food Network. <laughs> right, right. We're not sure of the format. Get elimination. Yeah, is it like yeah. the original chop? Like, all right, the first guy's clipped. There's two left. And then you put your best drink out and whoever wins, wins. We don't know yet, but we'll figure know. it out. Yeah. I don't know. I'm nervous about Scott because he makes really good drinks. <laughs> it's a really good episode. This right. is uh, Ed's idea. This yes. is probably one of his best ideas. Yeah, I have great ideas every now and then. This is one of them. <laughs> uh, we're definitely doing another Scotch episode. Yes. We promised last year to do an episode with yes. Ed's friend, and his, Joe. Yeah, Joe and Lisa. Right, and, who uh, are really big Scotch drinkers. Well, Joe is, and, and Lisa's a big bourbon drinker oh. like us who's not really a Scotch drinker. So I'm thinking maybe he can help turn us all to the dark side. Right, right, right. Uh, we're absolutely going to do another Japanese episode right. uh, with new snacks. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun uh, like we said before yeah. we want to do uh, a ladies night with some wine finished whiskeys yeah it's time for them to drink some whiskeys indoctrinate them into the whiskey and I think the last episode that we do before the last call will be another cocktail episode and we're thinking of doing bottled cocktails like there are a lot of whiskey companies that are just making cocktails and putting them in the bottles and right. saying this you can just drink this right out of the bottle yeah um, alright so we're going to do about 10 shorts and other things. The first one that we're going to do, a Toasted Barrel Elijah Craig Quick Taste that we did with Anders. Very good. After that, we're going to do The Weller 107, 107, which we talked about. Quick Taste. Um, You're you're in the whiskey wormhole. Uh, We're going to do Low End Whiskey Madness Invitational. Right. Last year, we did really expensive stuff. Little Book 2, Little Book 3, Midwinter Night's Ram, and Hill Rock. And now we're going to go the opposite. Everything's going to have to be under... 25? Yeah, under 25. Yeah, under 25. So what's the best under 25 whiskey we can find to win a bracket? (laughs) That'll be great. Um, We're going to do Quiskies and Top 10s. We might do a How-To short. We want to do a Whiskey Wormhole, another singular expression from the past that has been discovered or kept in like somebody's basement for yeah. decades and we're bringing it out right. it may not exactly be a whiskey but it is yeah, still so my, a aged right. spirit so I'm, I'm, my friend pete has two that we're talking about there's a pinch mm. scotch mm-hmm. from like the 70s definitely or 80s definitely that yeah and then there is a louis the 14th is it the brandy Oh. The cognac that's like already normally like 1500 bucks a bottle. Wow. He has one that his grandma bought and left to him from the 70s. Oh, shit. So it's probably worth like five grand. So 
Like his brother has one. He's like, no, I'm going to keep it and sell it. <laughs> and, and my friend Pete is like, I want to drink it. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. well, you, well, I'm like, if you want to drink it, you should drink it with us on well, air. Well, Pete can come, but his brother can't. Exactly. Who's his brother's name? Tony. What's your name? Tony. Tony! Fuck you, Tony. <laughs> Fuck you, Tony. <laughs> All right. my favorite tiktok never, of all yeah, time i've never seen that tiktok yeah so that's what we're looking to do so that's our episodes and shorts that are coming up in season five yeah uh wow i mean i just want to say that i'm thankful for everybody who listens to us because honestly the thing that kept me going during covid it yeah. kept me something to focus on something to research yeah. and not necessarily drinking because we would do that anyway but I'm just really thankful for the opportunity to present things to people that right. I'm passionate about and that people are actually listening is amazing. So true. I mean, we took a dip during COVID as people weren't driving to work anymore. Okay, that's when a lot of people listen to podcasts and we get that. And we have a couple yeah. people tell us that, yeah. you know, kind of got out of the habit of listening to you because it wasn't going to work. Right. So eventually we found that people, once they realized the new normal was not driving to work, then they would find a way to listen to our podcast. And it started, numbers started going up until finally our biggest month ever was last month. Yeah, it which was. was February of 2021. Yeah. So can't ask for more than that. People are enjoying us and that makes us want to come up with new content and new ideas. And honestly, Ed, I'm going to tell you right now, by the time this airs, we are going to be at 10,000. So I'm just going to call right. it. We're at 10,000 yeah. listens. I remember when we hit a thousand. It was probably right after our first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what was the number at our first? Uh, at our first last call? Yeah. Do you know that? Oh, uh, 1,500. So, three seasons later, we're at 10,000. So, mm -hmm. the growth has been exponentially amazing. So, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, we're looking for a great next six month. And <laughs> again, if you have a chance to drink the Antique 107, please do. Because <laughs> it's, it's carried us through this episode and tremendously. Definitely put it in a cocktail if you want to. I don't. Where did my cocktail go? I don't know. Is no. this mine? How can that be yours? I don't know. Oh, I guess it is. Yeah. I, I guess it is. No, so I'm going to make another cocktail that's mine. My third Manhattan, and that's going to be the end of the night for me. Yeah. But for the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, last call for... Season winter. four, winter 2021. This is Ed. I'm Scott. Thank you so much for listening, and let's have a great whiskey year. Woohoo! If you enjoyed this podcast episode be sure to check out our next episode which is way better than this one. Oh yeah also follow and like our facebook page at facebook.com slash whiskey tangent and follow us on twitter at whiskey tangent you can follow me personally at that whiskey guy and follow scott at giant cup of awesome spelled a-w-s-u-m just to be annoying hey 
You can email us any questions, comments, or love at whiskeytangent at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us always at our podcast website, whiskeytangent.podbean.com.